Southampton pick up an emotional win over Liverpool as United continue their title push. Spurs vault back to the top four with a resounding win over Leeds, and Chelsea stumbles spectacularly in the city, dropping down to ninth in the table. We down here in the Rattel Bunker in Barbershop Studio, and this is the Boys and Bolos Podcast. Welcome back to the Boys and Bolos Podcast. We're down here again in the Rattel Bunker in Barbershop Studio. Brat. I'll give you another update in the barbershop studio, Jarrett. Well, you already know about it, but I'll let the listeners know. We got a fine rug. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, we did. I don't know if you're going to leave that 30-minute pause I had, but... It's a... What kind of rug is this? It's a Persian rug. I have no idea what type of rug They call it a Persian rug? I think it's a Persian rug, but it came from, like, Bay State Ocean Lot, so one of those, like, discount stores that's even, like, more off-brand than the off-brand. Well... I like it. It adds a certain level of ambiance to the barbershop that was not here before. Maybe we'll show it off to our, our next guest. We'll just take a picture of it and put it on Instagram. It'll just be a rug. People will not be impressed. People will be like, there'll be like one like. That's our normal Yeah, our Instagram, likes. we don't get a lot of love on Instagram. We get a lot of likes on our reels. We've gotten like 60 likes on a reel, and then I'll put up a really cool post or something, and we get a like, and it's me. And me. Maybe yeah, two from, likes. Our, from our personal accounts. She's not getting enough love on the gram. No. We have a really, we've really expanded into TikTok. That's TikTok is deep. If you're on TikTok, follow us because it's deep. And yeah, I'm feeling good on that on that uh, platform. Yeah, that's where I go to feel like a pretty 16 year old girl. But I'm on Instagram and I feel like an ugly 16 year old girl. Right. Exactly. Because I get no likes, no followers, but I put up content all day long, and I'm stressed about it. Trying on different outfits. Well, you're probably stressed about other things too, namely Chelsea getting Ooh, smashed, Jesus. just smashed in by City this week. The Chelsea Three game. Do you want to start there? You want to just talk about that? We I can mean, talk about that because we're going to talk about Frank, whether he's on the chopping block. Yeah, we'll get right to it. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you give a little recap first half? Uh, recap first half. City came out and they were all wielding machetes, and Chelsea was balloons, and they just popped all the balloons, and it was three nothing in half, and Frank went in and freaked out. Got the boys back. <laughs> Did you see the video of he had all of the subs up warming up at halftime? Mm. They were like doing wind sprints. And the guy in Sky Sports is like, Frank knows he can only make three subs. <laughs> the funny thing about Frank making, um, you know, kind of baseless uh, threats to his to his starters is that if it was Jose, he would just sub him out. He didn't even give a shit. He would just sub them out. Except for the fact that you guys have actual hitters on the bench, like Giroux, who should have started the game. The fact that he's not playing Giroux, or he didn't take him, bring him on in half, and he left the Werner project out there longer, I don't understand. I do think Timo Werner will eventually start firing for Chelsea. He just hasn't scored in so long. The laundry list of players I could list you that have had more goals than Timo Werner this season is not going to excite anyone. Like I think he scored the same amount of goals as Zuma. Not good. It's not good. Not good. It's poor. So the one thing we wanted to talk about for this game is, is Frank on the chopping block? How many games does he have to go? That was as soon as the game was over, that was there. And I want to also say that the way Frank kind of came back at the the media for putting him on that block was like, look, in my career, there were days where I felt deflated and I thought we weren't title contenders. And then that year we won the title. So, you know, I don't think it's a reasonable comparison because those days would be when they're losing two or three games a season and they just happen to lose a game and then people turn on them and they're almost perfect. But I do think they're coming to a precipice where Abramovich, the board, are going to really ask questions about Frank's longevity and what his project is. Because he did, last year through 17 games, he was eight points better than where he is now. And he didn't spend $240 million in the offseason. And he had Kepa in goal. So how do you bring in Mendy, a better goalie? You actually have a, tr- a tried-and-true center back in Thiago Silva. You have ballers... Allegedly, Lizic, Werner, I do believe that they're ballers. Havertz, too. And we're somehow, obviously, the league has gotten a lot more competitive. It's not just a two-horse race like it already was. At this point last year, we already knew Liverpool had won because they were like 19 points ahead. So I think the league's gotten more competitive, and I think Frank needs to adapt. And if he doesn't adapt quickly, I don't know. The only thing, like, he must be hoping that they start to play Champions League again because I think we're going to do okay with Champions against Atletico. Atletico is a really tough opponent, but if we were to beat them, I think he would keep his job even for a month longer, even if he were to tank in the Prem. Because Abramovich likes the regional supremacy of the Champions League. That is when he came to the club and they won the titles early, which maybe were too early in his stay. 
that was it. Every Chelsea fan was like, that's the next step for a club that's going to win domestic cups is you want to look to the regional level Champions League. So I will say this. If Frank stays on and that first Champions League game happens, it will be away. It will be in Madrid because we have home advantage. We finish first. If we get smoked in that game, though, I don't know if Frank's on the if he's going to play the return game. But what are you thinking? I've been talking for like 10 minutes on this. I mean, we were calling for Ole to be sacked, and now look, they're in second. We were calling for we're calling for Ateta to be sacked, which I still think that's still a thing that could happen. You know, obviously they've they've won the last three games, and now United are title contenders potentially. We'll get to that later. I think it's a little bit early to scrap the Frank Lampard project at Chelsea. There is a little bit of pressure. There's a little bit of pressure. There's a lot of pressure on Frank to play the signings that he pushed for, right? So he went on a limb. He wanted to sign Werner. He wanted to sign Havertz. He, you know, and brought the board gave him the money to do it. He brought in all those players, and now they're not firing. So obviously he's the one that looks bad. But there has to be a little bit of blame that has to be heaped on the players. Werner not going through a really, really big dry spell. And he still hasn't found his place in the Premier League as a uh, as a forward. And I think part of it is the where they're playing him. I think that they're partly playing him on the on the wing as opposed to like a lone striker situation. Playing a lot of him as like a, th- a three up front, and so I think that could have just a little bit of impact on how he what he's used to versus him at uh, Red Bull Leipzig. And then the other issue I know is that I heard what I heard about Havertz is that he got COVID and it really impacted him. I read that it really knocked him out. Like there was no, nobody talked about it, but I think he got really sick and he was, and it really affected how he has been playing the last couple months, I would say. Um, Cause he got it early. He got it way back in October. I think it impacts people differently. I know that, you know, some people just don't get that level of energy back and it's, it's tough for them. Can't, really explain Pulisic he was injured and now he's still he's coming back he's only a few games back at this point at the end of the last season one of the best players in in the Premier League so we're waiting for a goal from him for me I think the biggest thing that Frank isn't doing is he's not playing the players that are scoring goals so I don't know how he doesn't play Drew I, I just don't understand we, we we talk about all the time unless it's a load management issue and that's what some people say that's what people are saying in the Chelsea Boston group that basically He's an older guy, so we got to watch out for him. But I'm like, the guy can run a 45 minutes. He can run 30 minutes at the end of a game. I just don't understand those subs. I understand bringing on Hudson Adoy at the end, but not even bringing on Giroud at halftime when Werner, not even just starting Giroud. Let him get 60 minutes and then sub him out. He's going to do better up top than the current situation we have, which is basically putting a winger in the middle. I don't think Werner can lead the line in the middle. He looks lost. The issue that I have with it is that they were looking to cross the ball in deliver balls in the box and they had guys that are five eight five nine in there who have no presence in the box and no and against John Stones and Diaz they're just like please continue to do this this is awesome they didn't bring in Tammy they didn't bring in Giroux Tammy might have been hurt or he was on the bench oh Tammy was good Tammy was good he just didn't get to play he didn't get to play so the bottom line is I don't care the guy doesn't they're not asking Tammy they're not asking Giroux to come back and play defense they're not asking them to to run up and down the field. They're asking them to play in the latter third of the field, poach goals, is what you need to do against City. You're not looking for a guy like Harry Kane to go in there. Like he's load management. That's that is such a bullshit answer. Like I'm sorry, he's a professional football. No, I I I think that you're speculating, and if people are speculating that and making excuses for Frank about not playing Giroud, that's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. It's patently absurd. We're gonna get away from this game and Chelsea in general because I don't want that to dominate this pod. There was a really good thing out of this game, and that was Zach Steffen. A U.S. guy playing for Manchester City at a very high level. Obviously, he was in there, the hand of fate, because Ederson is out with COVID, so he couldn't be there. But it was good to see a U.S. guy between the posts. Six players out. Yeah, well, a lot of F-boy haircuts. Well, I mean, I bring that up because there were six players out, and they still stomped all over Chelsea. Oh, for sure. Casually brought in Mares and Aguero off the bench at the end. I was like, oh, God, City. Embarrassment of riches when they want it. My question to you concerning Chelsea is who, if if Frank does get the axed, who are they bringing in? I don't know. I think they put Jordy Morris, who's been around the team for a long time in the second. I think they put him up for a couple weeks, and then they, they sorted out Tuchel, obviously, who just got the job at PSG. 
He could come in. Mancini, we talked about, he could come in. I honestly don't know. I, I, I don't have answers for that, which is why I think his job is all the more safe because there's not a clear cut like, yeah, this guy will come in. For me, I think that that's how I feel about it. I, I don't think they're going to bring anybody in. I don't think he's going to get axed because there's nobody to bring in. There's no natural there's replacement. There's no natural replacement. Like, they knew Sam Allardyce was going to replace. If Pochettino didn't take the PSG, who knows? He's a Premier League tested coach. One of the interesting things that was said about Tuchel when I shared this, I'm on a chat with Eddie and Nader, a couple of friends of mine, and they were saying it would be nice if Tuchel to come in because of the whole German connection. And obviously Tuchel, we talked about he'd already worked with Pulisic before. Because if you can bring someone in that's going to make Pulisic play the way he can play, Havertz and Werner, buy Frank. Because Frank, at the end of the day, it's not like he's there for the money. He is there for the money, but he's a Chelsea legend. And he, at the end of the day, wants what's best for the club. And if you said, Frank, we can bring in this other guy who's going to make all those guys fire and Chelsea Football Club is going to be better by the end of the season, Frank would say, all right, I'm going to step down. That's at least my take on it. I think Frank sees that it's a bigger picture and it's a longer it's a longer game. And you got to get those guys firing. Otherwise, meh. Because the other thing is, from the business side, their valuation's just plummeting. Yeah, he's, it's getting he's, cut in half. Yeah, he's killing them. It's getting cut in half. Like I said before, there has to be some kind of belief in the players about why they're not playing that well. Frank... It's just I don't know. He re- he had the Derby job before this. He doesn't have a lot of experience. He was thrown. He was thrown in. I mean, the same thing about we could say about Frank that we say about Arteta, you know. And Frank's had less experience. Than and Arteta. Frank's ha- has less experience. And hasn't been under one of the more forethought fathers of the game, which is Pep Guardiola. Sure. Who came up in the Barcelona academy? Who was under coach after coach? I mean, I can list you all the coaches. You know, has been in a coaching role. Frank just isn't a character. Um. How do I best phrase this? Frank isn't a typical Premier League manager character. He is a little bit more reserved. Like, this is what my impression of him. He's a little bit uh, more reserved, I guess you could say. He's a little more, I don't want to use the word nonchalant because he cares. He is a little more, he seems a little more pragmatic about losing and about the overall picture versus, you know, some of the other coaches, they make crazy they say crazy things and they'll call people out he just doesn't call people out he's just he's a true football professional that's uh, that's what i think it is i i just don't see as many people excited about frank than as they do you know other coaches well i don't think frank has this aura or persona around him he's just frank lampard right he's not trying to be anybody he's just trying to get chelsea to be competitive that's it you know he's not trying to make his instagram funny he's not he's not a brand within himself right pep guardiola is a brand he has his own books he has a bunch of them Mourinho is his own brand. He has his own like insignia logo. He has his own stuff. Go look him up. As far as his like branding shit, he's not there, and that he doesn't want to. But be maybe, there. but maybe Chelsea Football Club needs a needs a manager like that. I don't think we do. We had a, we had Avram Grant, who people forget, and he brought us to the Champions League final. Okay, <laughs> I mean that's fine. I maybe right at this moment you might need somebody like that. I think at this for moment, the players we, to get behind. But I think I, Frank's. I honestly think he's. I think he's done great. I'm not arguing that. That's what it should be. I'm just saying, devil's advocate. Maybe that's maybe that's what you need. I don't think so. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. Next point of order: What is the best team in Manchester with this result? Are City overtaking that? Because yes, in the table, obviously, we have to give it up to Manchester United. We were talking earlier in the season: Are they going to sack Ole because of United's performance at that time? Varchester Penited. Varchester Penited. Hashtag copyright trademark but now they are tied with liverpool and they have a game in hand because liverpool's dropped points as of late to multiple teams and they lost today to southampton is manchester still the best team i think well let me say this i think manchester united is still the best team in manchester but city have multiple games in hand and should they win those two if you assume that they win those two games they're the leaders they play 17 games and they win them and they're on 29 points they have 35 points and then they're ahead what do you think I'm looking at their results from besides the Leeds game where they just smashed Leeds six to two. Every game they've won is by a goal or they tie. You're talking United, United, okay. Manchester United. I thought the Villa played them very well. I thought Villa got really unlucky to not get a point out of that game. I thought the Pogba penalty. He tripped over his own ankle, his calf or whatever it was, and they gave him a penalty. It was really weak. That's a very soft penalty. I'm really soft, and it was really surprising that VAR did look at it, but they didn't. They confirmed it as a penalty. They didn't even say to the ref on the field to go look at it on, on the sideline. I don't know how he doesn't go look at that because it looks super soft. I think in real time, it did look like a penalty just by the way the angles of their bodies and the movement and the intention of maybe the leg of reaching in. But when you see it again, you see it in slow-mo, 
It is just a very it's a it's an innocuous foul. He's running parallel to the box and he's right inside the box and they're running side by side because he's looking to to push it and then to get a shot off or push it and make a pass. The ball's in front of them and they're both running side by side and Pogba does trip over himself. He kicks the back of his leg. People are gonna say, Well, what caused him to kick the back of his leg? It was whatever, but you should be able to allow to be able to run shoulder to shoulder with a guy. I do think that there was lower appendage friction <laughs> to cause you like that was very scientific. But that's not a penalty. To cause Pogba to then hit his own leg. But I think it's just so innocuous, so unintended, and I don't think it's a penalty. I completely agree. And I'm just surprised that the ref didn't go back and look at it. And that is where Varchester Panay did continue to march on. If you don't have Bruno Fernandez on your fantasy team, you are wasting points. That guy scores or assists in almost every single game, and most times he's going to get a PK in every game. Correct. Week in, week out. The number of penalties that they've they've been awarded is double the second team yeah. in the league. Now, obviously that's because they've been getting in the box, but also there's just like questions. Do you think, though, that they're the best team currently in Manchester? In Manchester, yes, for sure. I actually think it's City. I think City have two games in hand, and I think Manchester won that Aston Villa game on a technicality, and they won the Brighton Hove game earlier in the season on a technicality. Barely, if they don't win those, the gap the gap widens. I just think City have looked more impressive as of late, whereas United have looked more lucky as of late. That's a word I don't like to throw around, but I just, especially after watching what City did to Chelsea, they just toyed with Chelsea. They could have scored, that game could have been 6-7-0 six, six, by the end. Obviously, we scored one, so 6-7-1. They just look imperial. They're getting back to their ways, and the, you know why? Kevin De Bruyne is finding his stride again. He's looking like a serious problem. And when that guy's on, he's one of, he's one of those elite athletes you can only hope to contain. You can't really stop. You're just going to try to make it uncomfortable. But he looks like he's in his stride again. He's definitely lost all that weight that he picked up in the restart and he kind of brought through the summer because he looked slow at the beginning of the season. You know who's finding his stride again? Who? John Stones. John Stones looks good. Looks good. I don't know if John Stones ever lost his stride. He just never got the chance. They were just so quick to put him on the bench. Sure. But he and Diaz looked good. I'm impressed by City. I, For me personally right now, I think it's City. Obviously, I have a bad taste in my mouth from the Chelsea game. I would say City. But either way, both of those teams are top four bound. I don't see any other way around it. A couple weeks ago. I mean, it was literally like three or four weeks ago they tied in the Derby. They did. They tied West Brom. City tied West Brom. They they beat Arsenal in the FA Cup. They beat Newcastle 2 nothing recently. I think the reason why I pick... I'll, I'll back up why I pick Manchester United, and it's and it's one word or three letters, V-A-R, VAR. And Manchester United have, they have VAR going for them. Whether they are, they're, it's not a bi- I don't I don't think it's like the league is biased towards Manchester Like, I don't think they're like favoring Manchester United. I just think that they put themselves in positions where they're getting these calls, and it seems like they know how to play the system. And there, there has to be something to that. They know that there, there was a, a a gif going, a gif, gif, whatever you want to say. Either way, going on the internet where it's who is it? Is it Luke Shaw who's running into the into the into the box and he gets muscled off the ball and he doesn't fall over. He just like kind of gets brushed off and the ball goes out of bounds. And you see Pope making an arm motion that he should have taken a dive. Pogba. Ha- realizes that's how you get calls in the box. And I think most players who've been playing long enough know that you go down in the box regardless of w- if there's a little bit of contact. I- I'm not saying dive in the box. That's We're not all Luis Suarez and flying around. Yeah, but. you're right. There's a, you need to, I'm going to make that, de- I'm going to make that distinction. You're not saying a dive. You're saying when there is a push or any kind of physical, you know, a- an exchange of shoulders, it's then to embellish, to sell. Most teams probably do that, and that's fine. But it, it was like very apparent that like Pogba is like expects that from the other teammates, and he should be doing that. That happened in the Chelsea game, and I don't, and I it might have been Pulisic or Werner, I forget. But there was a play where a City guy had reached in, made a tackle. Had the Chelsea guy gone down, it would have been a penalty. But he stayed on his feet because he didn't need to go down. Right. He wasn't looking to sell, and that's something that. Here's the thing what I'd really like to see the league do, which they used to do a lot. I just don't see it anymore. I want to see guys get cards for diving. I want to see guys get cards for looking. If you're in the box and you go down because you're trying to sell and they realize that, one side of it is there's a penalty and there's a yellow card or maybe even a red card. So if that's going to be in the other side, I think if you're found doing that, it's easy yellow. Easy yellow. I think VAR should start reviewing things in the box where guys go down too soft and giving them yellows. 
Because if you can stay on your feet and you're just trying to play the game, like you're just trying to play this new VAR game, I just, that's going to slowly kill the game. Slowly kill the game. I think there's a combination of United. I mean, there, there, there's something to United getting more VAR calls and penalties in the box. I think United is just a lot more direct. City dick around with the ball. Chelsea sure. dick around with the ball. Aston Villa have got a Aston Villa have got a nice flow. They get into the box. I think United are just a lot more direct. The one two ball out wide, ball back in the middle. Bruno Fernandez puts it in the box, and they and they take guys on one on one just seemingly more often. They just take more chances in the final third. I think other teams are trying to Barcelona in it. Well, we'll we'll have another chance of seeing who's the best team in Manchester when they play in the EFL Cup semifinal, that Carabao Cup. The big one. Yeah. Everyone's excited. And the Carabao Cup. Hashtag Spurs fans only hope. Spurs fans have actually three hopes this year. Four hopes this year. The first hope is it when they play Brentford uh, tomorrow at 245. Catches tune in, everyone, on uh, whatever you what get. What if you lose to Brentford? We lose to Brentford. I mean, they're a... They're a I mean, it, that is... Ver- first of all, Spursy is a real thing. That would be Spursy. Second of all, they're a championship team who is... <laughs> In like fifth or sixth, they're not Millwall. All right, they're better than Stoke, and we handily beat Stoke. I don't know where, that, where do you want me to go with this. Okay, that's it. We don't need to talk about that anymore. Also, Spurs third hope. You said oh first hope. Let's let's get back on track with Spurs because uh, you know that's why I like talking about it. First hope, EFL Cup, Carabao Cup, Carabao Drink Cup. It's going to be called the uh, Papa John's Pizza Cup next year. By the way, painful. <laughs> uh, second hope, FA Cup. Third hope, the league. Fourth hope, Europa. Yep. And they're competing in all fronts this year. They're not even out of anything yet. Knock on wood. Oh, my God. All right. Next question. Arsenal check-in. Therapy session. <laughs> Arsenal mental health check. How are you Arsenal fans doing out there? Probably feeling pretty good. After. Everything's rosy again in the Arsenal world. It's not rosy at all. I think it's getting back to probably where it should be, Right. which is competitively between 8th and 10th, and that's where they are. They're in 10th right now. Yep. And I'm glad that they've gotten away from the relegation talk, which is good. No one wants to be down there. I didn't. We didn't want Arsenal there. No. We knew that they would perform, that they're going to perform better. The Chelsea game was a turnaround since they picked up even more points. They're looking good. Saka I'm, scored a very nice goal in the last game they played. Which like was Like a this? little like, give and go kind of. Oh, yeah. Oh, they had just a tap in. That tap was in. awesome. That was super nice. Great, great run of play. After, after we talked ball. about how Saka was one of the best Oh, yeah. Players. You know, getting back to that, we got some flack. We got Mitch. And Max saying Curtis Jones should have been in that conversation. I agree with them. He's okay. He he is is okay. okay. The reason why I don't think he's up in that conversation is because Phil Foden, Mason Mount, Saka, and Greenwood will start for United. Sorry, sorry. Start for their respective teams. Curtis Jones has only gotten in recently because of all the injuries that they've had and they're having to shuffle around players. But I do think Curtis Jones is a great young talent. And the players around Curtis Jones. Make him way better. Andy Robertson. Yeah, when you're giving the ball Alexander to Salah, Firmino, and Mane. Come on. But I do agree with them. I think he we left him out of the conversation unfairly because he is a young player who's making waves. Saka has to do, work with fucking Tierney, dude. Yeah, would you see Tierninho score his goal this <laughs> yeah, last week? Tierninho. Like, took oh, yeah. some dude's like pension fund, dipped inside, and ripped it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, he's ripped it up a deck. I'm like, dude, he's 12 yards away. The goalie can barely even, I like... But fart from that distance, like still, no reaction. So Saka has to do a lot more with a lot less. Yes, Saka has to do a lot more with a lot less. And honestly, Mason Mount, if you look at the Chelsea game, I thought he was one of our best players. Actually, he may be our best player right now. Overall, consistency, week in, week out. Correct. He's putting in the most, doing the most. So yeah, Arsenal's doing well. I'm really, I'm glad to see that they've gotten out of that rut. Because if they had lost the Chelsea game, if they had dropped those points, we would, you know, that gap is a little bit bigger. And they don't, obviously don't want to lose that game. But Arsenal's looking good. And one of the things that we talked about earlier in the pod this year with Drew, or maybe it wasn't with Drew. No, Drew asked the question. Excuse me, Drew asked the question. Arsenal play all the top six at home in the second half of the season. So Arsenal are definitely going to be making a run, a competitive run, and getting in that Europa spot. I think it's exceedingly going to be tough, exceedingly close, because Everton are firing, Southampton are firing, Aston Villa's firing, Leicester, both, Uni- both City, United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Liverpool. I mean, they 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 could be out of the FA Cup in the first round by not they're playing Newcastle first round of the FA Cup. Is well, this Arsenal? It's third round of the FA Cup. Yeah, but uh, but Arsenal's good with the FA Cup. What I'm saying is an interesting narrative would be if they were immediately thrown out of the FA Cup because then they won't have to, they won't be competing on that front and that and that is what saved Arteta's job in the beginning of the season having that. It trophy. will be, and then he Arteta will just be focused on 
getting into Europa because if he doesn't get that, he may still have a job because the league is going to be overly competitive, and I think that that actually cushions a couple of people's job because it creates more of a realistic outlook at the season. So Arsenal has have in the league Crystal Palace, then Newcastle, then Southampton was a really tough game, then United, which is a really tough game. Wolves is not an easy game. Aston Villa is a tough game. Leeds played them really, really close to a tie. Leeds probably should have won. And then there's City again. It's not like they've got an easy run of fixtures. They're they're coming into a stretch of super difficult fixtures. So if they can take, you know, draw and win a few games, I think they'll be in really good shape. Everyone's got a tough run of fixtures. I yeah. look at the schedule of any team, and there's not an easy run out. Yeah, there. the only easy fixture is bring, is playing Sheffield. That's literally the only fixture. And West every Brom. other team. No, but West Brom ties people. West Brom won't. Take yeah, them. but West Brom's been giving up goals. I mean, West Brom just lost four nothing. Yeah, but Sam Allardyce. Yeah, is our Lord and Savior. Giving up thirteen goals in the last like three games. Yeah, but Sam Allardyce. He's getting roasted. He's like he's like a human escape room. I think if you're playing Brighton, I think if you're playing Sheffield, if you're playing West Brom, even Fulham, you're feeling less worried about dropping points. So with the competitive nature of the Prem, do you think Liverpool can get away with this current center back snafu that they have? Because today they had Henderson, who needs to be playing in the midfield when he's not. They're a lesser team, and Fabinho in the center back. You think they're Klopp's trying to bring in a center back? And if so, do you have any ideas? We know they're trying to bring in a center back in the summer, just because everyone's going to be trying to bring in a center back in the summer for uh, a very, you know, a myriad of reasons. Do you think though they can, can remain competitive without a center back, Liverpool? Fabinho's been playing really well because he's a, he's more of a defensive midfielder than he and regular. Jordan Henderson are more of a midfield technicians. They're just back there because they're not going to put one of them back there. They're not going to put Shakiri. <laughs> I haven't seen anybody linked to Liverpool from the center back. I haven't either. And this, I we asked this question because of Mitch. Mitch was asking. We were live earlier before we started recording, and Mitch is a Liverpool fan. He was saying, "Hey, Liverpool transfer window, it's open. What are they trying to do? Do they need, you know, they need to reinforce? What's going on with that?" I also haven't heard of anything. In the summer, sure, there's a lot of speculation about transfers. But I actually think that they can continue to be competitive. I think Matt Tip's going to come back. I think they'll get some of the other guys back in the rotation. Jota will eventually be back before you know it. I think they can actually get away with it and still be competitive because I think the league is so competitive that other teams are just going to snipe points off you know, off one another. At the end of the Southampton game today, Liverpool will, I think it was, uh, Southampton worked hard, obviously. But like if you watch the last 10 minutes of that Southampton game, Mane literally made Kyle Walker-Peters into like a lapdog hand, like handbag. And just kind of ran around with him. It was bad, dude. Don't sleep on Mane. I think Liverpool, it was unfair that they didn't get a goal. Which is probably why, at the end, Ralph was crying on the ground. And one of the more emotional moments I think I've seen in the Prem in a long time. And it's just, this year is going to be brutal. I think a team's going to win the Premier League this year for somewhere around 82 to 85 points. You're not going to have this century on 100 points, 99 points, 98 points. It's going to be 83 to 85 points, is my guess. And it's going to come down to could... The, the top four will be goal differential. I have no doubt about it, like it was last year with, with Chelsea and United. Yeah, I, I said from the get-go that it's going to be really close, and it's proving to be. It's a truncated season. Everything's condensed. So there's just too much uh, too much quality going. I don't know if it's quality or if, if people are, or teams are just all, you know, a little bit because of COVID, everybody's kind of like the training is, is kind of like disjointed, and there hasn't been a real flow. To get back to Liverpool, I think the only, si- the only players I've seen – for them have been all summer tr- signings and it's you know from from Brighton Ben White from Schalke Ozan Kabak Connor Cody and the last one is Upamecano and I think Upamecano is probably the the biggest target I think that they have but I I've I what I've heard is that it's a summer signing I and I think just from what I've heard in, in the Spurs camp is and that's what I follow mostly is that managers are don't want to spend money because of COVID in the January transfer window. Everything is still kind of up in the air about whether the season's going to get suspended. They're relying on TV money, not on stadium money that usually they use to generate additional revenue, a good portion of the revenue. These bigger clubs are just like, well, we're going to have to make do with what we got because it looks like everybody's going to have to make do with what they got. There aren't gonna, There's not going to be a lot of movement this summer. I mean, this, this January. Not going to be a lot of movement. I 100% agree with that. Without the gate for money of these clubs, it's just brutal. Without the gift shop, without selling, 
you know, buying a beer for a dollar and selling it for seven. <laughs> it's brutal. That's where some of the profit margin is for some of the smaller clubs. Let's look at this upcoming week. So this upcoming week, we have EFL Cup. We're actually recording tonight, which is a Monday. And there are EFL Cup games and FA Cup games this week. And so the weekend is actually off. It's a weird, it's one of these weird ones. So we start again next week, next Tuesday, and that kicks off match day 18. So what do you think of Sheffield, Newcastle? Do you think this is Sheffield's first win, Jeff? Your Blades baby? No. Oh, my God. Dude, you have soured on this team. I haven't soured. I just you don't think. Soured. I think it's going to come unexpected. They so were I'm invited not... to your birthday party. They are not. They're not invited. Are they invited? Um, September is, I mean, still eight months away. They'll be in the championship by then. They'll have more time. They'll have a lot more time. <laughs> they'll actually have less time. They play like t- two games every five days. Yeah, they play 46 games. <laughs> Good God. I'm gonna not going to bet on Sheffield until they surprise everyone and win a game. I think Newca- Newcastle take this. Yep. I go Newcastle 2 nothing. Sure. Wolves-Everton. That's going to be a fire. Everton is better than Wolves. Wolves surprises. They can hold off a team and then poach a goal late. But is that Molyneux? Me. Manchester City versus Brighton. Manchester City. Probably 3 nothing. Easy. Aston Villa. Tottenham. What are you boys going to do? Aston Villa is not fun to play against, my guy. No, it's going to be a close game. I think that I just default to tie. Because I, I, it's just so boring. I know. I know. Just take the air out of the tires. The Leeds game made me feel hopeful. M- made you feel warm inside? Dude, you're such a Spurs fan. You guys win a game and you're like, huh, huh, lucky, luck. Oh, I don't think it was luck. I think they were much better than that Leeds team. You said it was going to be a tie before the game. Oh, I did. Totally. It's unbelievable. You're going to come here and every time, hey, Jeff, we think we're going to win the tie. we a tie. <laughs> I know. So you want me to say they're going to win? Yeah, it's your team. You can't think that you're going to win every game. Oh, yeah, you do until you don't. <laughs> until you don't. I mean, I think, like, it depends how they, if they smash Brentford or not. If they lose to Brentford, I, I'm going to feel very despondent. Spurs fans are just manic, depressive, which is also known as bipolar. We also live game to game. We don't, we don't. I know, you guys live, you don't even live game to game. You live corner kick to corner kick. Like, yeah. Every second, you're just like, this team's horrible. Dude, I love this team. You should see the amount of hate that, um, Dyer gets in the uh, in the Boston Facebook group. Yeah, if you want to see some Spurs fans, go to the Boston Facebook group that Jeff's a part of. They are real. They keep it a hundred percent with each other. They just held a clean sheet to Leeds, who are not an easy team to keep the a clean sheet see, to. The Chelsea, the Chelsea group is a much more positive group. It's like we can do it. Yeah, Jimmy, you're great. Third place. Spurs group is like the kids dumb. Brutal. The, it's really brutal. Yeah. So they held a clean sheet to Leeds, and people were like, Dyer was a tragedy. He was the worst player in the field. Take him out, put in Tanganga, put in Tanganga, put in Winks, put in anybody. Get rid of him. Who do you think is going to win the game? We all, Every time, you know what I'm finding? Every time in the pod I ask you who's going to win the Spurs game, we go on this long diatribe where you quote the Bible, the Quran, you quote all of the biblical and the <laughs> sacred texts to get back to the point that you think it's going to be a tie. It's so painful. And I push you to say, hey, Jeff, maybe they're not going to tie. No, dude, they're destined. Destined for mediocrity. By the tra- uh, the transitive property. I'm going to go by the transitive property. I think that's smart. Spurs Geometry. Spurs beat United 7-2. to 6-2. Two. 6-2. Two. Six two. Facts. Facts. And United beat Aston Villa 2-1. Aston Villa okay. Therefore, Spurs will win 9-3. <laughs> no. 9-3, uh, but we'll 3-1. 3-1. Perfect. You're Good gonna job. S- okay, great. Three right, to one. I feel really good about it. Spurs win 3-1. Son to Kane. Kane to Son. And then Bergwin finds the goal. Bergwin yeah. rips it off the rips, rips it off, off for an p- own goal. <laughs> 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 rips it off the center back's face and they call it an own goal. Sweet. Arsenal Crystal Palace. This is a London affair. 2-2 two, two tie. That's cute. I think it's I mean Crystal Palace is brutal. Crystal Palace, Eze, Eze, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. That guy is fire. He's not gonna stay at Crystal Palace long. He is noise. 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 What about West Ham, West Breezy? West Ham's way better than West Brom. Yeah, I'm picking West Ham. Suchek. The Battle of the Wests. Suchek, he's going to score, probably. You think nice. so? He's nice. Good good player. He is nice. Next game, Leicester City, Chelsea. Good God. Chelsea need a win, and we're going to the King Power, home of Jamie Vardy's pub team guy. Let me tell you something about this Leicester team. I love when you when you have that intro, it's always going to be good. Let me tell you something. We're, we're waiting. Madison? It's 
Tielman's. Noise. <laughs> Vardy. Pop guy. That's all I got. They're good. They're really good. They're and really good. If they fire on, if they play at 80%, they'll beat Chelsea. Chelsea's a wounded animal right now. When that first goal goes in, you just see the guys drop their heads. No center back runs into the goal and picks it up and says, all right, let's go. Let's get this back. The heads just dropped. That's what happened against City and it was not fun to watch. Even with Azpili on the on the field, which you would think that would be the whole guy's point of being out there. If they get scored on, he picks the ball out and tries to lead the team. He's just like yelling in Spanish at Mason Mount. <laughs> out of control. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go with, honestly, and it hurts, I'm going to go with the 2-1 Leicester. I'm a Chelsea fan. I would like them to win, but we're not in good form. Leicester's looking good. They're they're getting wins even when they're not even playing well, and that's the sign of a good team. I'm going to go Leicester 2-1. If we were to win this game, it would be great. So that would be nice, too, but I'm going to go Leicester 2-1. I agree. Leeds, Southampton? Southampton. Coming off a big win over Liverpool. I'm Southampton 3-0. Their, their defense is nice. James ward Prezi. Yeah, a very nice little dink into Ings. Ings looks like the ringer you bring, and everyone's like, oh, that guy's probably slow, and then he just ropes one. He's real nice. Ings is going to go to a different team next season. 100%. He scored his 50th goal today against Liverpool, which was a nice goal. Yeah. He needs to go to a different team and play for a different team around better players. I think James Ward-Prowski could get poached up, too, because he's a yes. technician. And Southampton isn't like – they're not a club with a lot of money. And would probably salivate at those transfer fees. Transfer fees in 2021 will be paid exclusively in Bitcoin, which <laughs> is on the rise. If you're not a part of it, you're losing out. Yeah, well. Brought to you by Bitcoin. <laughs> Brought to you by Jared's crypto wallet. Brought to you by, reach out if you want some tips. <laughs> Full of Manchester United. Oh, United. United. United going to win. United looking good. It's going to be a penalty or two be- in the box because Fulham are just going to follow them. <laughs> They're just gonna hack their ankles Sean to death. Dykes, like you see this Portuguese guy, he's like shows a poster of Fernandez. He's like, do not touch him ever. <laughs> don't shake his hand. Don't look him in the eye. He's known to fall. <laughs> what about uh, Liverpool Burnley? Liverpool gets back to their winning ways. I hope they do. If they tie this game, the Fenway Group is going to go buy a center back at whatever cost because they cannot drop these points. This is a game where if Liverpool want to be competitive, and they are competitive, they're one of the best teams in the world. I believe they're at the top of the Premier League. They have to win these games. This should be easy three points, done and dusted, with whatever team they decide to put out. Yeah, I mean, I think Mane and Salah are class. I mean, why, 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 I don't have any doubt they'll beat Burnley. I don't have any doubt they'll beat Burnley. Southampton and Burnley are not at the same level. They're not the same. Southampton is a much, much better team than Burnley right now, in current form. I saw a Southampton-Liverpool game today. I said that game could go pretty much only one or two ways. First, most probable way, 0-0 zero, zero tie, which it was for 88 minutes of that game. Or Liverpool school, uh, score a goal or two, Salah scores. I was wrong because they scored in the first, Southampton scored in the first minute, but played out to a tie because Southampton is, is, is that good a defense. It was 90 minutes of a tie because Ings, I think he scored in like the second minute, like 130, whatever it was. But then it was 90 minutes of a tie. Yeah. So, I, But if I look at the Burnley game, they're going to have to drop back and defend pretty much the entire game. And it's just it's just too much. It's just too much pressure from Liverpool. I, th- I just think it's going to be two or three nothing. I think it'll be two or three nothing. Yeah. So we just previewed week 18. W- week 18, and we're going to swing back into week 19 because week 18 and week 19 are like vined together. They're just, they're all meshed up together. And so we're going to do that right now. So week 19, we got Fulham, Chelsea. Chelsea need to win this game. If we do not win, if we don't take all three points here, this is the game where Frank could be fired. Because we could lose the Leicester game, which is very likely. It's at King Power. And then if we lost this game, this is the game where you could say bye to Frank. It's at Craven, so still in London. We don't get three points there with Fulham in a relegation, and we're trying to be minimally top four. Frank's out. That's my that, that's my hot take on that. So I'm going to go Chelsea 2-0. What do you think? Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to root for Chelsea that game. I, I really hope that Pulisic finds I, I really want up. Frank to not get fired. I, w- I think Frank could... Get throughout the season and still get top four. I just think we're in a really rough patch. But I do think Chelsea win that game to nothing. Then we got Wolves, West Brom. Wolves and West Brom, which Albion are the teams. West, are the two teams. West Breezy. <laughs> West Breezy as their. Known on the streets. Known uh, in the in bunker. The, in the Calles. West Breezy. Uh, Wolves. I got Wolves, two nothing. Wolves look good. West. Question about Wolves. Yes. Answer. Do they need to sign a player in January, a forward? Yes, they've even been looking at Diego Costa. They've been one of the teams that's kind of like, eh, wouldn't be bad to have that guy in the war chest to bring out. Correct. He has terminated his contract. 
with Atletico, or they terminated it. He's one of the. He's like he's, the Kanye West of soccer. Sometimes I use that lightly. I only only use that with Mario Balotelli and Diego Costa because they're both just such unique characters. But Wolves lost Raul Jimenez. Rip. R.I.P. He's not actually dead, but he's not playing soccer. Jeez. Maybe ever. I was lighting candles of the Virgin of Guadalupe. <laughs> he was sporting a, a mean scar on his on his dome piece at, when he was standing in the box Ooh. at the mall new a couple of weeks a couple of weeks ago. It's kind of cool. Yeah, seems okay. Just laughing. So Wolves over West Breezy. How about West Ham Burnley? West Ham Burnley. I say Burnley shock the Hammers and uh, win one nothing. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that. Leeds Brighton. This is going to be a game. Mape is going to have like a hat trick of bicycles and still lose because Leeds is insane. Yeah. I I think this game, if there's an over and under on goals, I go over four. I just think it's going to be all out ridiculousness. Leeds are going to win four to two. All right. I like it. Aston Villa Everton. This is a nice game of two teams that I think are overachieving right now. I agree with that. I actually think Everton's. They are overachieving, but I think they're still slightly better than Aston Villa. Hamas is back. They got uh, Richarlison looking good. They won a game without him, which is good. I think Cavaluin hasn't scored a goal in a little bit. Triori looks nice for them. For Sorry, for, for, for Villa. Triori, yeah. I like Triori. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it's going to be a tie. It's at Villa. I think it's going to be a tie. Two? I'm going to go 1-1. Okay. I, I actually think Everton will win. Okay. 2-1. to one. I got Leicester, well, Leicester-Southampton, and this is at the King Power. I think Leicester going to win this. one nothing. Based on what? Madison? Madison's just one of the best players in the Premier League, in my opinion, pound for pound. Jamie Vardy, he only needs two shots on goal and he'll score a goal. And I think their defense is going to be able to stop Ings. I don't really know. I just, just more of a feeling. I'm not really going off any stats on this one. I just think James Madison is just fire. Yeah. And at King Power, they're not fun to play. Southampton doesn't score a lot of goals. Obviously, they don't get goals scored in them. I'm going one nothing Leicester. Okay. I'll agree with it. At King Power, just because they're at King Power. Ooh, you guys play the Blades. Hopefully, nice three peasies. Sheffield, Tottenham. Oh, maybe uh, we'll see some super subs out there. Are you gonna, it's at Bremel. Are you going to say it's going to be a tie? And no, I'm going to go down no. the long road of me convincing you it probably won't be? It will not be a tie. It will be a... Three to nothing slapdown of Sheffield United. Wow. Smackdown, WWE. Formerly we might WWF. even see, see Gareth Bale play. Oof. The, the rickety man himself. We're going to see Gareth Bale. We're going to see Davis. We're going to see Winks. We're going to see Lamella. We're going to see. We're not going to see Lascelles. Might, Lascell, so might be your last chance to see Deli Alley, who's like a. Yeah, it might be your last chance to see Deli Alley, who's on his way to PSG to join the Pochettino Project. The Pochettino Project. It's, it's going to be a good documentary. Uh, the next game, Liverpool, Manchester United, the teams that are at the top of the table. This is going to be a game. I sincerely hope this is a tie. Me too. Every other fan will hope that this is a tie because that's the mass, max loss of points of four. I hope it's a tie, but it's at Anfield. I think United might win this. Yeah, me too. You know why? You know why? Because it's it's going to be one of those like narratives like, Ole goes to Anfield and ruins and uh, ends their 66-game Winning streak at Anfield, blah, blah, blah. They've, they've already lost that. They lost that when they lost in the Champions League. In yeah. the Premier League. Okay. You feel good about that? Uh, I mean, it's just a, a, I mean, a Panandas. Varchester Panited. I, I think they will win. All those things aside, I think Manchester United will win. Liverpool's back line is questionable. They're just throwing warm bodies back there to keep it warm. I think United are just going to ask more questions. We'll see. I mean, this is also... Almost two weeks away. So we have injuries, COVID. FA Cup. FA Cup games, EFL Cup games for United. So we'll see what happens. I have a feeling, though, the United are going to win this, or it will be a tie. Yeah, I'm going to go 1-1 uh, one, one tie. Manchester City, Crystal Palace. City, they're going to continue to win 5 to nothing. I think that this could Big be a Big smackdown. Because we beat Crystal Palace 4 nothing. Arsenal, Newcastle. They're playing this, so they get to play them in the EFL Cup, and then they play them in no, they play them in the FA Cup, and then they play them in the league. So we'll have to see about how the FA Cup game goes. There'll be a little preview. I, I'm gonna go with Arsenal. I mean, they're feeling good about themselves. Feeling a lot better. That's fair. One or nothing. I think it's fine. The last game, 
to play in this kind of weird mixed up week 18 week 19 is the this is city's game in hand from the beginning from the from the late start is that what this is there's actually two games united's game against burnley on the 12th it's match day one basically united play burnley on the 12th and so what do you think united burnley united uh one nothing two nothing they'll win that game and then later on on the 20th Manchester City play Aston Villa, which is a interesting game, because like if they had played this match day one back in August, you would have said City, 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 correct. And now they're playing Villa, who are tied for fourth. And I have no way to even judge that. Villa to me is Jekyll and Hyde the whole season. They blow out Liverpool seven to two, but then they'll lose to United two to one. Like it's just weird. I I don't understand. I think City actually will still have the upper hand on this, but not by much. I, I think, think I think City will win. I think, I think I think City will win by a goal. Three to two. Three to two. We'll call three to two. Okay. And with that, it's good that you bring those games up because fantasy has been affected by all of these games in hand and the late starts and the COVID cancellations. And so with fantasy, we, not so special. One Ozatik is killing everyone. He's at the top. BS United and Kit moved into second. Jesus Larry is still at third. I think that was the exact same way it was after last week. I have moved up into ninth, and you, my fellow companion, are in seventh. You are like Chelsea in the table. A slow fall. To, to be me- fair, a couple of my players didn't play because of COVID. Uh, I don't want excuses. COVID games. I don't want excuses. I would definitely still be in sixth if it wasn't for that. Because <laughs> I have Sun. And I'd start him as my captain. So, obviously, I would have had, like, 30 more points. Well, I had Pulisic in this week, and I finally... you got to stop putting him in. I subbed him out. I subbed him out. He's gone. He's gone. I traded him. He breaks my heart. He literally, this past week, he got me two points, and captain's points are doubled. He got a point for starting. That's all I got from him. He's so brutal, dude. And now he'll start firing on all cylinders. I mean, those guys, if you just keep them, their value is going to go down, and then they're going to start firing on all cylinders, and then you're going to finish the end of the season, the fantasy... With 15 players that are way worth more than $100 million because they're going to have inflated valuations at the end, which is nice. Oh, Dave's picks. Dave, you're listening to this. Give me a call. Dave changed his phone number. So I've been texting for the last couple of weeks. Dave, let me get your picks, guy. He hasn't answered me because he changed his what, phone number. What, does he have a burner phone? What is I don't know. He's going on here? He's breaking bets. So I call Lindsay. I'm like, Lindsay, what's going on with Dave? She's like, oh, yeah, he changed his phone. Here's his numbers. I call him. Doesn't answer. Obviously, we're in 2021. Do not answer for your call if you don't know who it is because it's going to be somebody who's going to like you know, ask you to buy car insurance when you don't even have a car. So that's what's going on with Dave. So I'll get in touch with him, and hopefully by the next pod we'll get his picks back up and running. But he hasn't been ghosting me. I, th- I thought we were like we weren't friends, like we weren't boys anymore. It concerns me that somebody changed their number in 2021. I don't know. Maybe Dave's... Dave's. I mean, he's making moves, I guess. He's making moves. He's His bookie's like, yo, Dave, come on, guy. He's changed his number, changed his address. Yeah, changed his name. Changed his name. He's not even Dave anymore. He's not even Dave. He's going to be like, Bill's picks. Ronald's picks. <laughs> 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 Ronald picks. We can't put our picture up of, of him on the website when that eventually happens of our team. Well, thanks for joining the pod. You're thanking me? I'm thanking you. I guess you should be thanking me because this is my basement. You, yeah. every People don't know this, but when I come into the barbershop, I rent it by the hour <laughs> and I pay Jeff in Bitcoin. Yes. Has, hashtag invest. And very, very, very small fractions of Bitcoins. Yeah. We're talking like one one hundredth of a thousandth of a percent. Yeah. A lot of zeros in there. A lot of zeros behind the decimal behind point. The de- to the right of the decimal point. Yeah, so that's how this goes. But we're going to fix the barbershop up soon, and we're going to get on YouTube soon, so you can all get excited, because we're basically models. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to start dressing uh, the Yeah, part. we're both going to actually have to start realizing we're going to be on, on a screen. I think we should have onesies, like he- male, like human onesies, like boys and bolos, but the bolos is like into the onesie, and we just zip it up. Like a sweatshirt deal or the whole... No, like the whole onesie. The whole onesie. But like you have the bowl at the top. It's like laid in. Is it form-fitted? No. It's loose. Yeah, this is not like a bobsled team guy. I, I don't mean a bobsled team. I mean like Eurocut. What? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Speak English, guy. It's not baggy. It's no, we're not wearing extra medium shirts like you, guy. It's going to be nice and flowy. I think my button just broke. You literally just popped a button because your chest just like popped. It's like boop. <laughs> I think my button just, oh, I think my button broke. Oh. Well, th- Jarrett, thank you for joining me. Thank as you always, for renting me out the barbershop. As again. always, it's been a, a pleasure. It's been a laugh, a hoot. You didn't laugh at any of my jokes. I never laugh at your jokes. It's a tough room down here. It's a real tough. Hard, hard room. 
It's, well, like, it's like the Apollo. We'll catch you guys next time. I think we're going to take a two-week break. Maybe we'll sprinkle in a little content. We'll come back but. throughout 18 and 19. We might do an episode strictly on transfers. We just want to make sure there's enough there because, like Jeff said, there may not be enough transfers. We might, we might sprinkle in a YouTube video. So like and subscribe. Smash that like and subscribe button. We're already on there, boys and bolos. It's YouTube. deep. Deep lore. Just just join. Just go to the to YouTube. Find us. You you get notified. So if the content comes, you'll be you'll be surprised. If you're listening to this and you're on your smartphone, rip that bad Larry open. Give us five stars, and leave a review. Please, we need more reviews. We only have two reviews. We've almost got forty-five episodes. Two up. written reviews. Yeah, but we want written reviews. We want written because that reviews. helps the algorithm to push us to the front of the soccer podcast. Because there's a lot uh, of soccer podcasts. There's a lot of soccer podcasts. So if you're there. taking the time to listen, go ahead and write. Be like, oh, these guys are so funny, or be like, hey, they're not funny, but leave us five stars. Yeah, we just we just need those those reviews. Yeah. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Ciao. Ciao. We saw tonight, we saw against Chelsea at the weekend. It looks like you got your mojo back. Uh, who? <laughs> Sorry. The, the, <laughs> I appreciate it. You probably didn't understand that. No. You, you got your magic back. You, you oh. got that zip and that, that Manchester City feel again. Well, we played good two games. I can't see Liverpool winning the league if they don't bring a centre-back. And I said that on the back of Everton... Uh, Liverpool and Van Dijk was I thought be very difficult I still think Liverpool have enough quality to sort of really go for the title if they don't bring someone in but I just think it's a really tough ask if they don't bring anyone in we're looking at a lot of managers now Frank being one going into a top job on the back of 12 months at Derby the experience isn't there he hasn't got the job on the fact of being a great manager he's got the job on the fact of Chelsea Frank Lampard I just think when you get those really big jobs and you haven't got that experience You've got nothing to fall back on when times are tough, as they will be now for the next few weeks for Frank. Even the confidence in your own beliefs of how your team should play. I'd love Frank Lampard to get the Chelsea job in 10 years' time. I'd love Stevie Gerrard to get the Liverpool job in 10 years' time. The same with Thierry Henry in 10 years' time. So they can actually show with that experience they built up, the highs, the lows, what's brought them success. So they get the job and they almost feel confident and ready. They can't, you can't possibly feel that on the back of 12 months as a manager. Thanks for listening to the Boys and Bolos podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, Twitch, at Boys and Bolos. If you'd like to be a guest, please reach out. You can hit us on any of the social media accounts that Jeff just mentioned or email us directly at boysandbolos at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and see you next time.